Okay, today's daf, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Gimel in Psachim, the second daf in Psachim. Again, we were discussing yesterday uh, the um, <coughs> the meaning of the word or. Again, we learned for four Shlema, for Tova Miriam, Bastavar, Mindel. The meaning of the word or. So, <coughs> we said or, our boss, we of course know that it means the eve of the 14th day of Nisan, uh, the eve of uh, the night before Leil HaSeder. But we weren't sure what the word or means. We had opinion of Afuna that it means naghe, that means light, which means could mean day, possibly. Rabbi Yudha said it means nighttime, as we understand it. So we brought several proofs, and we had a couple of proofs at the end of yesterday's stuff, which were uh, pretty pretty firm. Now the Gemara is going to bring more proofs to that to that idea. Masrav Marzuta, the last three words on Daf Gimel. Uh, again, these are questions on the idea that it means day. Obviously, we know at the end of the day it means night, right? It means nighttime, the eve. But the question was, uh, so if it means, the one who said that it means daylight, apparently, Rafuna says it means daytime, we have some questions. We had one proof from Rabbi Yehuda. We had another proof from the case of, um, uh, uh, by Tainus Sibor, uh, that there we said it means night, and it was, it was, it was a complicated I- issue, but we said it means uh, you, ha- you have a case where uh, you have, uh, they refer to both night and day in the same, <coughs> the same brysa, <coughs> excuse me, so, and if one of them is, is day and one is night, and one is or, obviously that or means night. So, <coughs> so we had the proof from Yehuda, and we have the case of, um, Amura, uh, that, uh, that or also means uh, urta because of the discussion that they had. In other words, we had here at, um, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, we had uh, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov said Mishas or, and the other one said Mishas Neitzachama, so doesn't or obviously mean nighttime? We said, well, it's possibly it could mean Amura Shachar, so it's not 100% proof from there. Um, uh, so again, that that was not a hundred percent proof, but the proof from Rebuta was a very solid proof. Then um, we also had a proof from um, uh, from the case of the torches that it says uh, So there is also a proof that uh, the the torches that that signified Rosh Chodesh was set that day are also obviously done at night because it says, and when do you do it? the night after the 30th, the night, so the night going into the 31st, which would make it an Iber month, would make it a pregnant month, make the previous month a 30-day month versus a 29-month. So Laor obviously means at night. So there's an, another proof that Or means. The other, other proofs that we brought weren't as solid because they could be refuted. But here we're going to bring more solid proves. Based on Zutra, now that we understand from a woman gives birth to a, a girl, so she has two, day, two weeks of uh, Yemei Tumah, and then 66 days of Meitara. During the 66 days of Tara, she sees Dam. That's not Dam later, just Dam. That Dam is Tor. She could, she, that does not metami her at all. Now let's say, let's just, I'm going to give you a, a simple example. A woman gave birth uh, to a girl, and she's tummy for, for, for 14 days. Let's say, then she goes to the mikvah and she can sleep with her husband. Let's say she slept with her husband on the 20th day after birth. 20th day, she can sleep with her husband. She became pregnant immediately. And on the 70th day after birth, that means that she was pregnant for 50 days, so it's a, ba- it's a baby. After 40 days, it's considered a baby. So um, on the f- 70th day after birth, she gave birth again. 
she uh, obviously she couldn't give birth to a viable child. She miscarried on the 50th day, but she miscarried of something that's considered a child. So is she Tomei? So uh, she's Tomei for, uh, she's, she's Tomei because she gave birth. But what about does she have to bring another carbon? Normally we say 14 days she's Tomei, 66 days she's Tahar, and then after that's a total of 80 days, and the 81st day she brings a carbon. So <clears throat> over here in this case, since she gave birth effectively twice within 80 days, she gave birth and then 70 days later she gave birth again, she only has to bring one carbon. However, let's say she gave birth not after 70 days, but after 80 days, after the 81st day she gave birth. Well, since she already was high of a carbon on the 81st morning after 80 days for the first child, and now she gave birth, she has to bring another carbon after 80 days for the second one. In other words, one carbon doesn't suffice. In the case where she gave birth after 70 days, obviously, she can't bring the carbon now because she's tummy for having given birth. So let's say she gave birth to another girl, so it would be another 80 days from that point. After 150 days, the 151st day, she would bring one carbon for both births. But if she gave birth, if she gave birth on the 81st day after she was already high of a carbon for the first birth, she'd have to bring two, two carbonas. So here he says, let's say, okay, so we understand that's the same, everybody agrees to that. What happens though if she gave birth or lishmonim echad? The night going into the 81st day, in other words, she finished 80 days, right? She finished her days. And now at night going into the 81st day, she gave birth again now. What happens now? What happens now? One carbon or two? So uh, Beshame says, post-macarbon. No, one carbon is always. Since she, didn't, since she didn't yet reach a time when she could bring the first carbon, meaning she didn't reach the 81st morning, you only bring a carbon during the day. So you only bring one carbon, that's it, even though she gave birth after the 80 days. It was the night going into the 81st, one carbon. Basil says, Machaivo, Machaivo, you bring her two carbonas. You have to bring two carbonas. Since she's already, since after 80 days, she's chayiv to bring a, the first carbon. Now, the night going into the 81st, she gave birth, she has to bring a second carbon. Even though she couldn't bring the first carbon yet, that's because it's not daytime. You can't bring a carbon at night. No carbonas are, are offered at night. So, but basically, her time was up. The 80 days was up, and that's it. Omer Now, our proof is clear already, because Amapelos Olishmanimechad clearly means at night. Otherwise, there's no issue. If it's in the morning, there'd be no machlokas. If she gave birth on the 81st morning, everybody agrees that she'd have to bring two korbanas, because once the daybreak has hit, once dawn has hit of the 81st morning, she's high enough to bring that first carbon. Now she gave birth two minutes later, an hour later, she has to bring a second carbon. After eighty, after another eighty days, obviously she couldn't bring even the first carbon yet because she's tummy. But after, after let's say one hundred and sixty days, she has to bring two carbonas. What's between night and day? You know, the Basil says she has to bring two. There's no between night and day in halacha. We always know that the day follows the night. There are certain things you could do at night, but uh, uh, even the night following something, as we'll see. But basically, the day follows the night. So what's in between the, the night going into the 81st from the, day, a, a, from the day of the 81st? If she gave birth on the day of the 81st, she had to bring two korbanas. If she gave birth at the night going into the 81st, she had to bring korbanas. And also, and also, a second argument. In Shivalo, the Tumalei Shivalo Karbim, Let's say she became Tomei on the night going into the 81st. Let's say she finished her 80 days. We said 14 days she's Tomei. 66 days is is is, is Demei Tahara. Okay, so any Dom, if she sees Dom on the 80th day, she's Tar. She could sleep with her husband, wipe herself and, and sleep with her husband. But if she saw Dom 
the night after, after Tzesach or after Shkia, on the 80th day, going the night going into the 81st, oh, she's Tomei. So you see, uh, if Imshi, so this is the second argument, if she's Tomei already, if, if the night going into the 81st, if she saw Dam, regular Dam, not, not Dam of a lady, just regular Dam, she'd be Tomei, so same thing for a carbon. The, 80, the night of the 81st is like the 81st. Even if you want to say Hamapelus or the first lines of this page, Hamapelus or you want to say according to Rafun at this point that or means the day she gave birth on the if she if she if she uh, miscarried on the day of the eightieth, which wouldn't make sense. But let's just say you want to say that. But look at the words of Basil. What's between or and Yom Shmon Echad, obviously, or means night. That's another solid proof. Shema Minas. There's a solid proof. Meisvei, another solid proof. So we've had at least three solid proofs so far. Meisvei. Now, we know by Karbonos, if you remember back a few months ago, we learned Kachim and Zvachim. So we know all Karbonos basically are eaten that day. I mean, the Shechita Kabbalah Rika, the four processes of Otis of carbon have to always be done during the day. However, you're Makhtade Murum, and you could eat the carbon except for carbon Pesach, which can only be eaten at night. Almost all of the Kabbalists which are allowed to be eaten, Ola can't be eaten, but Kabbalists are eaten that day, and also the night afterwards, except for carbon Pesach. Carbon Pesach is special, it's only eaten at night. Fine. We say that every day in Ezo Mekomen. So, except for one carbon. One carbon is not just eaten for that day and that night, besides Pesach. Shlomim is eaten for two days and a night. So now the question is this, maybe you could eat it. When you say two days and a night, that means, let's say you brought the carbon shlumim on Sunday morning, on Sunday, anytime Sunday, you could eat it Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday. What about Monday night? Can you eat it Monday night, the night going into the third day, the night going into Tuesday? So I might think it be eaten the night going into Tuesday, in other words, Monday night. The dinner makes sense. Most kabanas are eaten for one day. Ushlam nechal nushlam, and a shlam is eaten for two days a night. The Pusik says, just like what? By the other kabanas, you can eat the night after the day. You can eat it then too. So here also, if you can eat it Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday, you should be able to eat it Monday night too. The day you bring the carbon by shlamim, it should be umi macharas, and the next day. And the, what's left over, it really says, I know, sir, Yom Shlishi, but you saw if the puzzle goes on. Whatever's left over till Tuesday has to be burnt. But he said, but unfortunately, say, I saw this, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know who the, the abbreviation is. It sounds like Rabzalman Sarotskin. But he says, says it, it doesn't say, I know, sir, it says, I know, sir, Adyom. Adyom meaning is, is, is limiting only until that day. Adyom can only eat it on, until Monday is over, until Shkia Monday, Monday. You can't eat it Monday night. But, oh, Yom, you can't be, can only be eaten during the day and not eaten at night, the night going into Tuesday. Oh, so if that's the case, Yochel Yisrael, not so maybe you should burn it right away. Why do you say Shlomim is burnt when, if you left it over to Tuesday, maybe burn it already Monday night? That also makes sense. Vidinu, Zvachim, Nechalim, Yolayla, most Karbonas are eaten for day and a night. Right, it brings an example from um, from Toda, as we'll see. Right, from a Toda. Toda is eaten as an example. It's also eaten for a day and a night. So we did eaten for a day and a night. And Shlom are eaten for two days and a night. As I said, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. Right. Once you've determined already that Shlom can only be eaten until Monday, well, just like other kabbanos. 
which are eaten for a day and a night, when do you burn them? As soon as you, as soon as this man is over for eating him, you can only eat him until a losa shachar of the next day. A regular carbon, you bring it on Wednesday, you can eat it Wednesday, Wednesday night. As soon as a losa shachar of Thursday, you have to burn it. So maybe also here you should also burn it when the shlom should be burnt Monday night. As soon as you could stop eating, as soon as the time is over for eating it, you should burn it. Pusik says, whatever's left over until the third day. If you only burn it during the day, you don't burn it at night. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, Irving, we're going to have it also tomorrow, but, uh, you know, that you mentioned yesterday about, uh, you know, um, Irving mentioned after the shear yesterday that Vayashkin Mavram Baboker, right? He went, we said Baboker, he went, why did he run right away to do the mitzvah of Akedas Yitzchak? Why, why in the Boker? As we saw yesterday, because it's a time when it's safe, the roads are safe, animals, etc. Also, but why didn't he do, uh, why didn't he do the meal at night? Because it's Bayom, it says Bayom, certain things have to be done during the day. Shechit Kabbalah Chazri can only be during the day, Shreifah can only be done during the day. Eating could be even at night, but not the night of Monday night in a shlum that you brought on Sunday and you ate Sunday, Sunday night and Monday. You can't eat it Monday night because the Pasuk says, Ad Yom, Ad, Ad Yom has to be eaten only during the day and not on, on the second day when you can eat it, you can only eat it on, on, during the day, not at night. So a shlum, if you shlecht at a shlum on Sunday, you can eat it Sunday, Sunday night, Monday. What do you do Monday night? You hold it. You can't, you can't eat it anymore Monday night, but you can't burn it until Tuesday. Now, or the shlishi, it says what it says. When you, you know you can eat the shlamim for what? For two days and a night, meaning Sunday, Sunday night and Monday. I might think it could also be eaten or liom shlishi. So what does that mean? <laughs> so it means, obviously it means Monday night. The, the night going into the third, obviously you can't eat it on Tuesday. Tuesday you have to burn it. So obviously it means nighttime also. Alma or Artus. Here's a, at least a fourth proof that or definitely means night. Shmamina. Tashma, another proof. Or Shlemekipurim. This is. Friend, friend, yes. I, I, don't, I don't get it. The mm-hmm. Pusik says Bayom. So why, why would. Which day? Where, where the pasuk? Which pasuk? Which pasuk? Bayom ha. Bayom zivchachem. Yeah. 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 You can eat it. Right, but it says bayom. It says right. you can only eat it during the day, right? No, no. It says bayom ahu yeachel umi macharas. And as you can eat it from today until tomorrow. And today until right. tomorrow means it means the night time. Means Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday. Bayom ahu yachel. Why would you say that if it says bayom? It shows you the next day bayom. Right. Why? Why would you? Right, right. It because, yeah, it says Bayomahu Yeachel Umi Macharas. You could eat it from Sunday right. through Monday. Why would you so think why would you think you could eat it night? Monday night? Why would you think you could eat it Monday night? The next because night. the next night. Because all carbonas are also that are, that also are eaten for a day or whatever day they're eaten. You could always eat it the night. When it comes to eating a carbon, it's like being makter de murm. You could always do the night. The night always follows the day. Even though it says bayom, you can eat it during the day. You could also eat it into the night by all other kabbalas. That's how you start off. Like a toda is the example that he gives. Toda is eaten bayom yechel. And it means you're allowed to eat it in the night afterwards. So you're also, whenever you, whatever you could do during the day, so maybe when the Puskas, you could eat it, the shlum, the chiddush is, that shlum you could eat it for two days. But maybe when you eat two days, it also means the night following the second day. I might think that. Kamashmon ad yom. Ad means it's limiting only that day. Tashma, another proof in the, in the wide lines. Tashma, on the night of Yom Kippur, this means leil kol nidre. Tashma, or shal yom kippurim, the night of Yom Kippur. Now, of course, we don't know yet what or means. We're assuming it means night, but maybe it means day. Well, we'll see. Or, the, 
Or of Yom Kippurim, you daven. What's the what's the tefillah on Yom Kippur? Like Shabbos, it's only it's not Shmones, right? It's only Sheva. The tefillah is only uh, seven brachos. Umisvad and you say vidui. Shachris mispal Sheva misvad again. Shachris on Yom Kippur, seven and vidui. Musaf mispal Sheva misvada. Mincha mispal Sheva misvada. Some have a gear, some meniel also mispal Sheva or misvada. Ba'arvis after Yom Kippur is over, Matzah Yom Kippur mispal me'ain Shmonesrei. You do a shortened version of Shmonesrei. That's the first opinion. Like we do, you say a full Shmon Esrei, Shlemos, complete ones, full ones. Because you have to say You have to say it in Chanan Das. You have to say it in So you can't do the shortened version of Shmon Esrei, which on the people on the road, Havinenu, etc. You don't do on Matzah Shabbos or Matzah Yantav, Matzah Yom Kippur, because you got to say Havdallah. No, Alma or Urtu. Since he says, he lists all the Shmon Esreis, right? He says, Or Shlom Kippur, then you got Shachras, Mincha, Shachras, uh, Mincha, um, Neila, right? Mentions all of them, right? So what's Or? Obviously, what's Or Shalom Kippur? That's obviously Mar of the night before. That's obviously Leil, Leil Kol Nidre. Alma Or Urtu. Here's another solid proof that Or means night. What else could it mean? Can't mean the morning. We already have Shachras. It's mentions. You have Or, Shachras, Mincha, uh, uh, sorry, Or, Shachras, Musaf, Mincha, Neila, and Mar of Matzah Yom Kippur. So obviously, or there means Leil Kol Nidre. So it's another proof that or means Nai Toshma. And now the final proof. The Tani Debei Shmuel, Lele Arbosah, he says very clearly, the night. Everybody knows Leil means night. Leil Arbosah, Bodkin Asachamis Lorener. Again, it says night. Here's our question. If our mission had said that, like the Bryce has said it, there would be no issue. Our mission says Orlar Bosser. Here he says Lelar Bosser. So clearly, when do you when do you search for chametz with the with the candle uh, on Lelar Lelar Bosser Alma or Orta? So obviously, since this Brisa is saying the same thing as our mission, it parallels the mission, and the mission says Or, and this says Lele. Obviously, Or is Orta because that's when you know that's that's when you do it. Ella. So therefore, we've had now five, six, seven solid proofs that Or means. Night, like we knew, or Liyom Shlishi means Monday night, or uh, or Shabbat means Friday night. So how could you have? How can you, Rafuna, say that it means Nage? How could it mean that it means light? Ella says the Gemara, forget about that. Bain Rafuna, Beriviyot of the Kuliyama, or Or. Everybody agrees that Or means nighttime. Velo please on Machlokas. Mark yes right, Mark yes right. In other words, in Rafuna's time, Basud Rafuna Koronige, they also call the nighttime light. It's light. It's light. It's the, it's the beginning of the day. They call it a, a, a nice lotion of nage, of it's bright, it's light. They call it nighttime. In other words, or really means the night before, the night of something. It means the eve, as we would say in English, the eve of a certain day, right? The eve of a certain day, the night before a certain day. But in Rafuna's town, they call it nage. Nice way of saying like the eve, the beginning, the light, the, it's light up, it lit up. And Rafuna's town, they call it night, which is uh, not as not as nice. So my my town So why didn't our town say why didn't our why did our town give us this whole uh, rigmarole that we had to figure out what or means? Why didn't you just say nighttime? Lila, we all know it means Lila. We know Lila means nighttime. Why didn't Artana just say or is a nice lotion? Pardon? Pardon? 
Anachta Ketuk, right? What does Anachta Ketuk mean? It means yesterday. Anachta Ketuk means yesterday. It doesn't mean night. It means Anachta Ketuk, like a day that's gone by. That's what Anachta Ketuk means. You know, it's going to help you like a day. Anyway, Lishtamai, he uses a nice Lashem. In other words, it's a, it's a nice Lashem to say or. Because a nice way of saying, rather than say uh, Laila, which isn't as nice, or, uh, or means, oh, the light, the beginning, you know, it's lit up. It's the, the beginning of the day. The, the beginning of the day begins at night, so he used a nice lotion. Look at Abshim Levi, Abshim Levi. Abshim Levi says, A person should never use a shameful, a gross uh, language. Always use a nice language. The Pusik itself, we see from a Pusik that the Pusik used uh, extra letters sometimes just not to say something which isn't as nice. Shinamar, as it says, Pusik says, you can eat from the kosher animals. Why didn't the Pusik say, so the Pusik used the words Asherei Neno, which is eight extra letters when you count them instead of Hatmeya, eight extra letters to show you that it's better to use nice Lushen when you can. Now, as we'll see, it doesn't always mean that. Obviously, the Pusik says Tameh in certain places, but he tells you, at least in one case, he wants to show you over here, he uses extra, sometimes he uses extra words, extra letters, to show you that it's nice to go out of your way to use a nice the new nice language, or Papa Mertesha, he says it's not eight extra, but Pusik here says he used eight extra letters, Shmona Osios, uh, Asher, including Asheri Nena, or Papa says Tesha, it's actually nine letters, Shinemar, he from a different Pusik, why? From Bibbik says, it says, Kiyah Bacha Ish, if you have a man, Asher Lo Yiyeh Tahor, could have just said Asher Hu Tameh, right? Pusik could have said, Asher lo, instead of Asher Lo Tahor, have a little mechdav, Ish Tameh, could have said Ish Tameh, and it says instead, Ish Asher Lo Yiyeh Tahor, right? Mikra So Asher Lo is five, another four is nine, another four is thirteen, thirteen, and instead of could have said uh, Ish Tameh, and now we, he says it because Tahor could have really been said with, um, with uh, without the vav, so it's like twelve, twelve. Uh, 12 versus Tomei is, is uh, 12, take away 3 versus, is 9. Make Relila. Ravino Mar Eser, Vav Tahar. If you really count the Vav of Tahar, it's really 10 extra letters. Asher Lo Yet Tahar is how many letters? That's 5 and 4 is 9 and 4 is 13. And Tomei is, and Tomei is, is 3. So it's 10 extra letters. Ravachabayako Mershashas Ray, I'll show you where the Pusik used an extra 16 letters. Shinemar, Ki Omar Mikrehu. Bilti tahor hu, he's not tahor, kilo tahor. Bilti tahor hu, kilo tahor, and it could have said, ki amar mikrehu, tamehu, it could have just said tamehu, and it said, bilti tahor, kilo tahor, there's an extra 16 letters there, extra 16 letters versus the word tameh. Tanya, so, in other words, you see that the that psukim in the Chumash and in Tanakh use aloshan. Uh, sometimes they say extra letters to show you that it's better to say extra letters than use a, a fouler language like Tameh. A person should always use a pure and clean language. Speak nicely. Don't use no vesha. By a zav, it's as if a zav sits on something, it becomes Tameh. By an isha, who's a zav, it's considered sitting. See, rochev is like with your feet spread on an animal. Right, that's not as nice lotion to use by a woman to have her feet spread, her feet spread apart, like riding on a on a horse. Not as nice lotion, so it's better to say sitting. A woman should sit. What do they call that? Side saddle, you know, with not with her feet together. Va'omer it also says on a pasuk. it says You should choose 
the language of of the uh, of the ones who are subtle, the smart people. Use you should use that. But Omer, another pasuk says, "Vedas fosai malo," and the uh, the knowledge of my lips should speak purely. Now, my Vomer, what do we need all these psukim for? You just said the pasuk by in the Chumash says Moshev by Azov. It says a woman says Moshev sitting, like sitting with her feet together. Versus Markov, what do I need the other pasuk for? Vechitem Hanimil Deraisa. Kadosh Baruch Hu wrote the Torah. Kadosh Baruch Hu speaks in a pure language. Hashem said Moshev instead of Merica by a woman. Maybe the rabbis aren't done to be that carefully careful. Tashma but Omer v'Tivchar. And it's the Pasuk says, by Tifra you should choose Lashna Rumim, the Lashna of the wise, meaning the subtle, the, the Chachamim, who speak nicely. So you see that the Chum speak also in that Lashna and speak very purely. By matters that relate to uh, rabbinical matters, halachas, maybe you have to speak the way of Stam speaking low. The Pasuk says, Omer Vadas Fosai the knowledge of my lips should speak, Baromelo should speak very purely. In other words, Everything you speak, not just Hashem spoke that way, not just the rabbis, and not just by different halachas and Torah, but you should always speak clearly. Okay, so that's what it means. Now, we brought down Psukim showing you that the Pasuk used extra letters so to teach you that you should speak nicely, even if you have to speak extra letters. However, we're going to see, many times we know the Pasuk says Tomei, so what, why does the Pasuk always say Asher lo Torah? We'll see about that soon. So the Gemara of Isha Lok said Merica, but by a woman it doesn't say Merica of riding like with feet spread apart. Like Siv, it says Vatakam Rivka Vanarosel. We just had that a couple weeks ago, right? Rivka Gara, Vatir Kavna Aligamom. They rode on the camels. Vatir Kavna sounds like feet spread apart. So it's Hasim Mishim the Gemara. If you've ever been on a whore, on a camel, you'll know it's pretty scary. They're very high up, and therefore to hold on tight, they have to hold on with both feet, meaning feet spread apart, holding on. So Urchu, then even for a woman, it's normal to sit that way. A woman sitting on a mule, maybe on a horse, uh, whatever, might sit uh, side saddle. But if she's sitting with uh, on a camel, you have to feet, sit feet apart because it's too, it's uh, it's frightening uh, because it's uh, so high up that she might fall off. He took his wife and his children, here, but his whole family, including the women, it says, of sounds like feet spread apart. They're because of his son. In other words, he, it said the whole family, the sons and his wife, so he used of Rechiva for going on the son, so it includes the wife too. So he didn't mention really Rechiva just by a woman. By Avigail, in David HaMelech, it said, and she's riding on the Chamor. There says by Avigail, and she's alone. And it says, why doesn't it say, why doesn't it say over there, Yosheves Alachamor? Because it was at nighttime, she was afraid of falling. So therefore, it was normal to sit, feet spread apart. Therefore, it's normal. Not she was afraid of night, but she was not afraid of night, but she was afraid of David. She was afraid of David. So because of that, she was fearful, and she sat, you know, tight up with her feet spread apart. Around the donkey, she was coming down the mountain, and it was scary coming down that she might lose her footing and might fall off the chamor. So therefore, was normal. Uh, the, therefore, was normal to sit that way. What did you say before? We said the yeah, the Torah says extra letters in order not to say lashon of tamei. But the Torah doesn't say tamei; it says tamei a million times. So this doesn't that that doesn't hold water. Here's the rule: If it's equal, you could use a lot nicer lashon or a less nice lashon. So Mishnah Blashon, you use the nicer lashon. 
but when it's more, when it's more letters or more words, Mishnah use the lower, shorter lashon. Except in these few examples that we gave on Amad Aleph to show you the idea that it's important to use the lashon. As the Torah gave an exception, Torah gave a few cases. The Torah used extra letters to show you that some that it's to, to put in your mind the idea that it's nice to use a clean lashon. That's what's important to use a clean lashon. However, normally, if everything being equal, use a cleaner lashon. If it's uh, if it's uh, if the cleaner lashon is much longer, use a shorter lashon. Hech and the fish and mille, mishdal yisum kisar. Kedam rav huna marav, v'amilam rav huna amarav. Mishum rameyer loli nishne adam latamidu darkse. You should always teach your students in a shorter version. In other words, it's also good to be makatzer shorter version. Not speak for an hour and a half. Speak short. You know, tell them like something quickly. They'll, they'll it'll stay with them. Rashi says. You speak too long or say a long lashon, it won't be as a, it's easier to, to remember something that's uh, that's shorter. So before says is it really true where it's equal? You always use the uh, more honorable lashon, the nicer, cleaner language. It says rocheves alachamor v'yosheves. We just said there by Avigal. It says rocheves alachamor and the yosheves, which are both the same, the same amount of letters. So become rocheves. Why did it say rocheves? Even if she had to sit that way, why didn't it say nice lashon yosheves? It said rocheves because the pasuk takan shmuel says rocheves without above. So why doesn't it say Yosheves without a Vav? The other point is, is that he always shows you the shorter Lashon. There's a reason for it. Now, as the Kandim Rashi says, B'chasan Shetafas Lashon Ketzara, and as here it told you, he could have said Yosheves, which is normally with a Vav. I didn't say Rocheves Chaser without to show you that it's always, it's still better to use a shorter Lashon where everything, it always used to be, everything else being equal, if it's exactly equal, use the honorable lashon. If one is longer, one shorter, use the shorter lashon when possible. However, it's a, the, the the general concept of using a nicer lashon. The Gemara, the Torah went out of its way in certain places, like we had on mouth to teach you that the nicer lashon is important. So to show you that if everything is really equal, you should use the nicer lashon. But if the nicer lashon is much longer, you should use the shorter lashon. Honey, check to me. So we tell you a story like this too, with, uh, with using a nice lashon. This this concept of uh, using a nice lashon. I just want to say, Rashi says, "Rocheves ksev afagav the matzil lemechtav yosheves chaser miu kolei kol chaser shibatar lidroshen bon." The kan nimichu bechasaron zeh when it said "rocheves short shetfos lashon ktsar vafilu maguna sherei kantavus lashon maguna for katzer." In this pasuk, we use the uh, a night a less nicer lashon of rocheves, which is shorter than yosheves, to show you that. You should use a shorter lashon when possible. Everything else being equal, use the nicer lashon. How do we know the concept that you have to use the nicer lashon? Because the Torah went out of its way in the previous on Amaral to show you that uh, that a nice lashon is important. Story with Hani Tzor me there were two students. They were sitting for One said One said, "Oh, this this Gemara is tiring us out like a like a tired pig." Like a tired kid, like a tired goat. Rav did not talk to the one who said tired pig. In other words, if you're going to say, okay, this tires me out like a tired animal, but he shouldn't have used lotion of pig, and therefore shows that Rav didn't, Rav didn't approve of that. Uh, approve for that. There were two Tamidim. Some say that it wasn't in front of Hillel, but it was in front of Rebbe. 
One said, why when we pick grape, when we pick grapes, when we harvest grapes, we do it with only tahara. In other words, you have to be tar because the wine should be tar. Vein moskim, but when we pick olives, we're not makbed betara. Ain moskim tahara. Bechadam they babas in the same idea. Mabas from tahara, but moskim betuma. But when he said in olives, he didn't say ain moskim betara. Ela moskim betuma. Why did he use lashon? Amar and what did either it was either Rebbe or uh, Hillel said muftachani bezeshe moral So I know that the first one who used the lice lashon he eventually will be a posek. It wasn't a long, it didn't take a long time. Hitaka was a posek uh, among the Jews. Why? Because he used a nicer lashon. And here the question really is 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 um, the fact is that the one who said ein moskin betara is a longer lashon than moskin betuma. We just said that when if you have a shorter lushan, if you have a shorter or longer, use the shorter version. So why did he say over here, why did he say it's so bad to use Moskin Batuma? The other one who said Batara used Ain Moskin Batara, that's a longer lushan, right? So that's a little bit of a problem. So um, he says over here that uh, that the idea of the shorter lushan is only when a Rav is teaching his Talmud. But uh, that's one of the, uh, several answers are given to this problem. That you should always use Lashon when, when, when a, a Rebbe and his Talmud, in order to teach something that should stay with them, they should remember it, always use the shorter version. Maybe that's what he means over there. And some say that uh, it's, still, it's still a good idea. Even if the, you use a longer Lashon, it's still a good, uh, it's still a good idea. It's a bracha to use a nice Lashon. You don't have to be mocked about it. In other words, you don't have to use it. Uh, you know, the Pasuk says that you, know, you don't have to, but it's nicer to use a, 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 a nice Lushen, even if the, even if the Lushen is longer. Or it could be, like we said, for other reasons, like maybe this wasn't a Rebbe, this was a student saying it. So a student uh, doesn't have to use a longer Lushen. He could have said, he could have, I mean, even though he's, uh, the, the student doesn't have to use a shorter lushan, and he used the longer lushan, which was more complimentary and and, and was more respectful. And uh, the Rebbe over here was mechabed him. He said the one who said a mosk matara, even though he used a longer lushan, but that's uh, it's proper to use a long lushan, and therefore he'll be a morora of Yisrael. Hanu tlasakani three kohanim were discussing the lechem upon him. They each got a little piece of the lechem upon him to eat. One said, "Higiani kapul, I got a small portion like a bean." I got like the size of an olive. I got like the tail of Alta, which is a one of the eight, uh, a lizard, one of the eight shrutzim uh, that are tame when they're dead. So um, he used the not lailashin. You're talking about lechem upon him. I got a piece like a dead lizard. They checked him. They didn't like the way he spoke. Rashi learns they found that some there was a there was a taint in his lineage that he was a halal. He wasn't really a kohen. Gemara says, Once they're checked, in other words, before they start service in the base of Migdash, before they're allowed to work, they're checked, their, their lineage is checked already. So ain't both can so once once he's already working in the Mizbech, you don't check anymore. So he's obviously checked before. So there's a little time of Shemit's possible to do this. They didn't find a psul in his in his lineage, uh, in it that, that he wasn't a proper coin. LA Meshachat's psul he was found to be an arrogant person. He wasn't found to be a good person, and a person like that is also uh, kicked out of the base of Migdash. It's different here because he impaired his own thing. You know, normally they don't check. Uh, they don't, once they check before, that's good enough. But over here, by using such a foul language, they suspected that the first check, the first uh, search uh, that he had gone through uh, was, uh, was uh, faulty. 
And uh, even though he passed the first test, they suspected him again, and they found that Itaka was a Kohen Pesach. There was a guy who would go up and eat carbon Pesach Mishlaim. He presented himself as a Jew. And he would say, listen, I have a share too. He paid, etc., and he got a share. Omar, it says, Ksiv Kobe. He says, look, it says, Kol Yochobo. It says a a a benecher, a strange person, meaning a non-Jew, is not allowed to eat it. Some say she's not libel uh, shemaim, but certainly for a goy. And then it says called oral yochabo, an uncircumcised, meaning a goy is not allowed to eat it. and you see, and I eat mishufri to shufri. This is what he told the rabbi there. He told the uh, to Rabbi Yudah ben Seira, I eat I eat the best one. I get there, I'm a goy, but I get it anyway. Amalei Rabbi Yudah ben Seira, Rabbi Yudah ben Seira, who lived out of town. Some say he was in Chutzlaretz. Um, did they give you from the Alia the best portion? Like, that's the best. Amrle Lo says, Oh, you're not getting the best. You think you're eating the best? You're not getting the best. Now, he was fooling him because the Alia of a Kevis is burnt. It's burnt on this back. It's not eaten at all. So he says, Amrle Kisakis, when you go back there, Amrle Lo Safili Malia, go ask him for the best part, for the Alia. In other words, he was trying to set him up. Kisalik, when he went there, you bring me from the Alia. I went from the fat tail. I went the best part. We don't eat that. That's burnt. Wait, who told you to eat from the Alia? says, uh, Who told you? Rabbi told me to eat from the Alia. Maya, come on. So, what's going on over here? They said, What's going on? Rabbi Yudamaser wouldn't have told him to eat from the Alia of the Keves. Right, the gedi is not a sir, but from a keves, uh, from a sheep, a lamb. That's the best part. Carbon pestle is brought keves or or uh, a gedi. So um, let's check this out. Why would Rav Why would Rav Yuda have told him that? But they checked bus. Right, they checked him. They found him was a guy katu and they killed him. They killed him either because of why did they kill him? Either because and also it's gzela. And for a guy, a guy is over on one of the shevet mitzvahs benedoch, which is gzela. Here he stole from the Jews, effectively, he wasn't allowed to, and they're chayv misa for any of those things. So, um, um, so if that's, so they killed him. Now, Rabbi Yudha when he heard about it, he didn't, he was, he, he wasn't, he didn't have the authority, I guess, to, to punish him, whatever, but they killed him in Yerushalayim. Shalcholeh Rabbi Yudha they sent Rabbi Yudha Shalmacha, Rabbi peace be unto you, Atman Etzivan, you're out of town in Etzivan, but your net is spread out over Yerushalayim. In other words, you were able to catch this guy by fooling him after he bragged about eating the carbon Pesach. You were able to fool him even all the way till Yerushalayim. Tulsa goes into why wasn't Rabbi Yudhamseir himself? If it was Pesach, why wasn't he in Yerushalayim? Either he was sick, he was older, whatever, or he was in, uh, didn't have any land, or he was in Chutzlar, it's whatever it was, but that was the story. Ravkana Cholish, Ravkana one day got sick. Shadrua Rabbanan, Rabbi Yeshua Ravidi. So, um, you know, this is talking about people who say things. And as we got into the story, because people say things, and you say things sometimes, it gets you into trouble. Um, but this, another story of Kana got sick. Shadur Rabbanah, Yeshua, they sent Rabbi Yeshua Braid Ravidi. Amrulay said, Zilbadok, my dinner, go check what his status is. Go, we heard he's very sick, go check. Asa, he came. Ashkei Danachtash, he found that Rav Kana had passed away. Kari, he tore Kriya. And then he turned the Kriya, he turned it back so it shouldn't be so evident. When he shows up, when they see him Kriya, they'll, they'll, they'll be shocked. And they, they, so he wanted to break it to them easy. So he, t- he put the, the Kriya, he, took, he put his, uh, the torn garment, he t- put back so that it wouldn't be evident right away that it was torn. And he was crying. And he was crying and coming. 
So they saw him crying. They said, uh, did he die? I didn't say that. The Pusik says, the one who utters evil is a fool. I didn't say anything. You know, you understood it, but I didn't say those words. Another story, Yochanan, either Chakukah was a, a nickname. Uh, Tosis brings down that he was a sofer. That's a chokik, like is the word of a sofer. And some say that he came from that city, Yer Chakukah. Anyway, Nafagars, he went out to the fields to check on the status of the crops. He also, when he returned, Amulei, they said to him, well, are the wheat, we're looking for a good wheat crop this year for our bread. Was there a good bumper uh, crop of the wheat? Amulem Saurim Nasiyafas. Well, the barley's good. Barley wasn't eaten by men. men. It was mostly an animal feed. Amulei, Tseu Baser Lesusim Lechamarim. Go tell that to the horses and the donkeys. What are you telling us that for? Like they put them down. What are you telling us about barley? We don't care about barley. We're looking for the food. The Chsivit says, Asaurim Bateven. The barley and the straw, lasusim, are for the horses or lorochesh and for the swift steeds, for the fast animals, right? So what do you tell them? That's a my have limit. What should he have said? And they asked him how good it was the wheat crop good. And he didn't want to say it's bad. So he said, Saurim Nasiophis, which they put him down by saying, Well, that's animal food. What he tells what should he have said? He should have said, My have a He said, Ashtakad Nasuchitnyophis. You should have said, Last year we had a good crop. And as when they asked him, Is a good wheat crop this year? He should have said, Well, last year it was good. Inami Adoshim Nasiophis. So we have good lentils, which at least is human food. And you should have said something a little bit nicer. So you see, you have to be very careful with one's language. All right, we'll pick it from here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody.